Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Welcome to another edition of the Full Throttle Bikes podcast here at Eurosport. And this week, we're not just looking ahead to a superbike weekend of Brands Hatch and Aragon, but we're also looking back at a sensational and very unpredictable start to the season in the British Superbike Championship of 2018. Rain, shine, I mean, <laughs> there's just about every type of weather condition imaginable at Donington Park. But it was a new man coming through to win not just one, but two of the races at Donington. It is, of course, Bradley Ray. It's one of them things, when, you, when you're out lean, you get to the front, you get to all the wet and dry patches first, and you can, you can sort of find your line and get into a rhythm. And I assume the boys behind were fighting for the dry line and maybe holding each other up, so I thought, right, if I can lead on the first lap, get into a rhythm and trying to, to pull a gap and, and control it, but... To be fair, I thought Haslam and, and Byrne would, would have caught me back up once they get into the rhythm and things like that, but it was, the bike was working unreal. There's a few wet patches out there you had to be careful of, but um, the team had put a lot of effort in through the winter to, to improve the bike with what we were struggling on last year. And I feel like that we've got a bike that we can fight for wins a lot more often and I can't thank the team enough. And it's just unbelievable thing I'm speechless, to be fair. A little celebration tonight. I'll be driving home back to Kent before I drive, but yeah, I'm sure I'll be, uh, I'm sure I'll be celebrating at some point, but it's going to take a while to sink in. Cheers, Brad. Well done this week. Thank you. Well, there you go. They're not just one win, but two. James Whittam is on the line. James, we knew Bradley Ray was going to be strong this year, and we knew he was probably going to win races, but we didn't think it was going to happen that early, and certainly not two of them. No, it was an incredible meeting for Bradley. Like you said, we, we definitely know how good this kid is going to be. Potentially, he's the best up-and-comer we've seen for quite a long time, and we've seen some good ones. Um, and he just got everything right. But not only that, he seemed to have a bike that worked underneath him, did exactly what he wanted. He didn't seem to struggle with it. He could put it where he wanted, run wider lines than anybody else and not miss any apexes. And it just, the whole package seemed to be working. We talk about package the whole time. I don't like the phrase, but it did seem to have a setup that he was so confident with, he could use his undoubted skill. I mean, it, he could ride the way he wanted, and a lot of times on superbikes, it's not the case, especially when you're on a, a kind of dampish at times, very cold always uh, that weekend. Don't into part, you know, where you haven't got the grip levels you want, and you, you generally haven't got the tyre that'll last because of the conditions that you want. And, you know, he, he just did everything spot on. And for a, a lad uh, of that age, uh, with limited experience in the class, it was, it was incredible. Yeah, dead, dead place for him. And I think. Apart from one or two of the older stages who, who would be thinking, 
Oh man, we're gonna have to work harder now. We've got a new, we've got <laughs> another kid on the block. Um, apart from those, and even those people would have had respect for him. Yeah, I think he. Apart from those, I think it was a generally um, an, a, a well received kind of win. Everybody seemed really pleased for it. Social media went mad. People like him. He's funny. He smiles a lot. He's got weird glasses and weird hair, but people <laughs> like that as well because he's quirky. Yeah. He's different. And you know, it's, it's a, it was a, it was a good meeting for BSB as well as it was for for Badre. And it's funny how many people seem to win one and then win the other one on the same day or at least the same weekend. Alex Lowe's did it. Uh, Luke Mossy did it last year at Brands Hatch. What's happened though? I mean, has he improved himself? Has the team improved? Is it a bit of both? Was he a bit lucky with the weather? Yeah, well, from just from my memory, uh, I think we've had Alex Lowe's do it. We've had um, Jake Dixon do it at Nokia. Yes, I think he got yeah, his first win in his second in the first day and Luke Mossy at Brands. So yeah, he's like buses. He do, do tend to come in twos. I mean, the fact is, when you get a meeting, if you everything clicks and you dominate one race, you're generally going to have a really good chance in the other one as well. Mm. The difference in this uh, instance was the fact that it got two completely different sets of conditions. He won it in cold but dry conditions, and then he won it in damp, tyre issue, choice issue uh, conditions in, in the second one. So he didn't have it you know, it wasn't exactly the same condition where he went out and did exactly the same thing. He had to ride different, differently in them both, and some that was probably more impressive than the other uh, one-twos we've seen from the newbies, which have been impressive in their own right. Um, I don't know what he's done. They haven't done that much testing. I know that. I chatted with him. It's not like they've been to Spain and, and, and done, you know, a thousand laps of Almeria or mm. Alcanese or whatever else. They, they've, you know, they, they've... They've done limited testing, and and he just clicked with it. I mean, he's a quick learner. For all that, he's not a lot of experience in the in the superbike class. One thing you forget about Brad is he's got a lot of experience generally. So he's been on uh, he's been on mini motos since he was four or five, and then he's been on all forms of two stroke, four stroke, super stock. Uh, you know types of bike he's been on production based bikes a lot before super sports and, and so he's he's got a wealth of experience in fact almost a a short lifetime of experience of actual you know racing uh, and that undoubtedly helps um but he definitely it clicked and i think one of the things and i think we saw it a little bit last year but because nobody else was on a suzuki that was doing anything i mean taylor mckenzie had his moments uh sylvan gintoli didn't have many moments, although he had a, a win last year in, in iffy conditions at yeah. Assen. Um, I think that Brad has clicked with the bike, and I think we saw it last year as well. You just didn't know last year because you didn't have a point of reference with every, anybody else on one. And I think he definitely likes it. The Suzuki, definitely not the fastest bike out there, but it certainly is one of the most rideable. I've done quite a, little, a, a lot with the new GSX-R. We keep saying new, which is a year yeah. old now. Um but it but it has got a lovely feel to it. It's a lovely front end. You can trust it entirely. It feels like, to me, it feels like a super sport bike, but with a big engine. You know, it, it's it is a rideable, uh, confidence inspiring bike, especially the front. And that's all that trainer curve stuff where he's running really wide and flamboyant lines, but still getting it back to an apex and and not costing him time coming out the corners, which you would normally. You you two foot offline going in because you've got a real wide sweeping line and gone a bit quick into the corner, normally you suffer twice as much coming out, and he didn't. He could get it back and, and seem confident doing that. So he certainly clicked with the bike, I think. 
Right, well, that's our race review. Then that takes us on nicely, I think it's fair to say, to Rider of the Weekend. So, James, I guess there's no prizes for this either, really, to be honest. <laughs> no, I mean, it, it was one of the easy choices uh, that I've had to make and we've had to make as far as Rider of the Weekend goes. Definitely Brad Ray. Um, you get the impression it's not going to be the last time we talk about him in these terms. Um, I mean, he ain't going to be a win every weekend, but he's going to be somewhere near most weekends because he doesn't make a lot of mistakes. We've seen that. Um, but yeah, definitely Brad Ray this weekend. So what about the other guys then? Because we said going into the year that the top three we sort of were a given, we said going into the showdown should be Shaky Ben, Leon Haslam and Josh Brooks. They had ordinary weekends, I suppose you could say. Shaky had a second and a fifth. Leon had a, what was it, a ninth and then a second. Um, and then Josh Brooks seemed to be nowhere. What was that all about? Yeah, I mean, all, for, for completely different reasons, really. I mean, running, running through them, Chamberlain had, uh, yeah, what, where did he end up? He had a, what if, Fifth and, a, fifth, what, yeah. fifth and a fourth. Second, second and a well, fifth, actually. Oh, second, yeah, sorry, he got yeah. second in. He just got, um, he got, uh, yeah, past Ellison last lap, didn't he? That's it, yeah. Um, yeah, for me, that ride in race one of uh, Shane's was a brilliant ride. It was a great ride. Uh, came through from a long way back, uh, made a hideous start, uh, and had to, had to battle back from that. He, he reckons it was an issue with the clutch, but for whatever reason it was, he got back on terms and nearly won it. Another lap, he'd have had a go at Brad. Mm. And so that was brilliant. Uh, riding, riding really well. He had to pass a lot of people. He had to run offline onto the cold bit to the track. And there's a lot could have gone wrong with that ride of Shane Burns, especially in the conditions that prevailed. And he, and he got everything right and he nearly won. So that was that. Yep. Um, second race, it was, it was just... You know, I mean, I, I felt that Shane were, fell for our conditions, really. It, I, I think... He said that Brad Ray was really brave on race one, especially down Crane when they're going over uh, really wet patches and he just stuck his neck out and got that gap. Shane wasn't prepared to do that. He still rode all right. I think he would agree with me, and I agree, that he had a, a decent weekend. I think he was pretty much riding well, Shane Byrne. Uh, Leon Haslam, um, iffy tyre. Uh, he got an iffy tyre in one. It didn't work at all. He couldn't get within a second of the times he can do normally really easily. Um, and then he had a second in the second race. So I think Leon would come away from the week on, weekend thinking, look, I didn't have a brilliant weekend, but I know why. And, and it's, it wasn't a lot to do with me. And I'm definitely on course, just like I was before the weekend. The only person I couldn't really understand what had happened, and I, didn't, I haven't heard anything since, is, is Josh Brooks. Uh, everything before the weekend suggested that it was going to be somewhere near the front. Albeit conditions were were you know it was conditions where he could have easily made a mistake and maybe he's riding you know using a little bit of his head to to not do anything silly and that's why he suffered and other people stuck their neck out and maybe he didn't I don't know uh, but he's the only one that's inexplicably had a had an average weekend um, especially you know, when James people, Ellison's gone so well on his old bike basically on the podium exactly, in the first that's, race <laughs> that's <laughs> I mean, the bit that's gonna. That's the bit that's going to irritate you a little bit. Yeah. Another person I thought had a reasonable weekend as far as pace goes was Luke Mosse. Mm. A lot of people before the weekend were saying, has Luke lost it? You know, he hasn't been, he hasn't really had his mojo since uh, and the Thruxton crash. Can he get it back? Does it, is his heart still in it? And I think we saw that it was qualified front row, um, really, um, you know, got, got stuck in in qualifying. Second race, I thought that 
he, he struggled a bit with the conditions. He's never been a wet, a wet damp, stroke, iffy condition merchant, hasn't Luke. And I thought that given everything that went on at the weekend, I thought Luke had a good weekend. And he, I think he will have come away thinking, you know what, I'm back. I, I just need a couple of meetings with decent weather now and I'm, I'm away again. And I think, I think that's the case. Yeah, I like Lou Moss. He's really honest as well, isn't he? Which is great. Okay, perfect. There's our Rider of the Weekend and sort of weekend review segment. Let's move on then. And now we've got the star tweet. So, James, I think for the star tweet, the one I've gone with is actually a slightly off-topic one, but it's Sean Muir, the SMR team boss, tweeted a picture the other day with a yeah. Brad Ray lookalike. I don't know whether you saw it in his local pub. Um, and it was <laughs> it was a kid who looked like Brad Ray, Brad Ray with the same sort of hair, same glasses, a Valentino Rossi T-shirt. Um, and I messaged Sean and asked him, and he said, no, it was literally just a bloke that came down the pub. Um, but the reason I've chosen that one is because it does prove, doesn't it, that if you get a double win under your belt, all of a sudden there is interest there, and it just shows how you can really kickstart your year and, and bring opportunities to you. Oh, yeah. I mean, there's, it'll kickstart your year in that you're getting the publicity that, that you deserve, but also kickstart your year uh, in your own mind. You know, confidence-wise, there's nothing like getting a win early on yeah. in the season and setting you, setting you up for more. Uh, but it is a fact that when you're on TV live, Twice a weekend, as these BS B boys are, uh, yeah, you're gonna you're gonna get um, you're gonna get attention. That, that's a fact. That's that's part of the uh, uh, let's say fringe benefits. Yeah, yeah, because I mean, there's been lots of world, Jonathan Ray, uh, lots of other world superbike riders have been messaging him as well, haven't they? I mean, it must be must be pretty satisfying. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, the tweet <laughs> I saw that I really liked uh, was about uh, it was a Mark Marcus somebody saying. Uh, <laughs> Mark Marcus and explain his <laughs> his, uh, his antics this weekend and it was it was just oh, a kid yeah. it was a rather chubby kid just saying um um <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, I thought that was quite funny um less tasteful obviously as a bad uh, lookalike but um, <laughs> yeah. I, I must admit um you you wouldn't think you'd bump into a Brad Ray lookalike every day would you. <laughs> No, you, you wouldn't actually, would you? Of all the people that might no. be a lookalike, it wouldn't be Brad Ray. All right, lovely no. stuff. Let's move on. That was our star tweet. Here's Tech Talk. So, James, for Tech Talk, there's quite a few things we could talk about here. I thought initially, before we recorded this, I thought one could be the Leon Haslam tyre and the fact Pirelli sometimes gets some stick for its quality control. But I'm not sure that's as interesting now as what happened yesterday in Argentina, in terms of tech talk, why don't any of the MotoGP riders seem to know the sporting regulations? What's going on? Um, well, the, yeah, you, you make a fair point. They really should all read the rules. But that said, in my day, I don't think... I, and it was a lot simpler then. Um, there's a lot yeah. more involved now and a lot more little nuances of rules. What happens if this... And, the fact is, we got a really weird set of circumstances with things going wrong as well. It wasn't just that the weather was iffy and the circumstances were odd. It, it was the fact that things went wrong as well. Marquez stole on his bike, and there was a whole raft of kind of oddball, uh, let's say, planets that kind of lined up to make it really odd as to what was going to happen. Um, and if you've ever seen a set of sport, the sporting kind of code and rules, Mate, you'd have to... Mate, you'd read it. <laughs> yeah. You'd read well, it about half an hour. But any, very, normal very person, any normal person would take, you know, three months. Are you saying I'm and, not normal, Witter? No, I'm saying you're not that normal when it comes to stuff like that. And you'd remember <laughs> it all. 
So I think yeah, what true. what they were lacking was a little bit of sort of race direction on the grid at the time, you know, to let people know. Marquez said he didn't know what he should be doing. As a rider, you want to not take any kind of penalty if you can help it. He wouldn't have known that he shouldn't go back on the grid. I mean, you, you should have known something. Um, but you can't but then, ride the wrong way up the circuit exactly, in the wrong direction, can you? Sure. Yeah, that, that, that is a little bit of a no-no, even if you might Marquez. Uh, the way he was riding was quite spectacular, as other people were doing. Um, can you go and knock into people? No, I don't think you can. Mm. What got me was the the the, the, the kind of um, a little bit of lack of respect, really, between uh, a the uh, riders and the race direction, and and b between the riders and the other riders. It was a a bit of a weird one, really. And I, I think uh, did I see was it a tweet or was it a press release? I think press release and. Uh, yeah, it was. Rossi said that. Yes. Um, you know, this. He basically said in his flamboyant, lovely Italian English. <laughs> he said it in a lot better way than I can ever say it in my kind of Yorkshire English. <laughs> but, but what what the gist was uh, that this job's dangerous enough without making it any more dangerous. He said, if you're doing 300 kilometres an hour on a motorbike, this is a dangerous sport. And, you know, once you lose that respect for other people, it, you know, then it becomes. Very dangerous, and and you know, and I I agree, I, I really agree, and I think that uh, you know we had the commentators. Neil Hodgson got it dead right, and as only an ex rider can, I think you know you've got you, you can't do that. You really really can't do that. No. But that said, you've got to respect him for what he was trying to do. You know, he was he was trying to get himself back from first to uh, what he had. I think he had to drop back two positions. Then he got a twenty second. He'd know all this. He'd know he'd got his. They'd know he's got his penalty as well, you see. So, uh, yeah, it was a weird one. It was a really strange one. What, what all I would will say is, it made for brilliant TV. I mean, you looked at what happened on on social media afterwards. Pete, everybody had an opinion. Everybody got stuck in, and, and to, to to everybody, there wasn't anybody there who didn't get a bit of a beating up of somebody. I mean, it's great for the sport, isn't it? I mean, the sport long run is the big winner, I think. I know it's a bit of negativity. There were some outrageous things going on on the track, but the sport, I mean, everyone's talking about it again. Yeah, I mean, it is. Yeah, yeah, it is. There is, we've seen that, we've seen this sort of thing uh, before uh, in MotoGP and it hasn't really done any harm. I just, I think there's got to be more by way of authority for me you know you, you you've got to have somebody in charge and you can't let it be it can't be a rider you know it, it just can't be and i suppose that's where someone like valentino rossi is very smart isn't it i mean he knows we've seen rossi do things like that in the past many a time haven't we but if anyone's got <laughs> yeah, the opportunity have, to have a go at the reigning world champion they're going to do it aren't they i i think what marcus did was ridiculous in some ways a bit outrageous but it was great to watch wasn't right but, yeah, was, but yeah, Rossi yeah. will be absolutely loving it in some ways, won't he? The fact he's got this excuse now to really have a go. It's all part of the mind games, isn't it? It is part of mind games, but that, that's what I'm saying. That, to me, it just adds to the kind of um, lack of, you know, the, the indication that the there's respect. a little bit of a lack of respect. Yeah, I, you yeah. Know, I, I, I know. I know they've tried to do this. If, I, you've, we have seen where riders have gone on to knock on the garage door of another rider and they've, they've tried to sort it out sort of man-to-man. I don't mean in a physical way. I mean, they've tried to talk to each other and not have it yeah, boil yeah. up into something it wasn't in the first place. But uh, I don't know. I just think there's a, there's, there could be more respect between them and a bit, little bit more of a sort of band of brothers feeling instead of a, you know, every man for himself kind of, kind of feel. Because that's, 
it always seemed to be that you did, you had respect for your fellow riders. You know, you did. You knew how dangerous it was. You'd never knowingly knock into anybody. Everybody's done it, and everybody's had it done to them. Yeah. But when it's happening regularly, and it's, you know, and, and I don't know, it's, it's, um, it, it's, you need a bit more respect, I think. But I, it was, <laughs> it was good TV, wasn't it? No, oh, it was great. It was like an episode of Jeremy Kyle, wasn't it? It's going to go on and on and on. Yeah. All right, let's, that moves us on then to uh, the chicken flag. Okay, James, so how do we sum up? We've obviously had an amazing BSB start to the season there. Brad Ray, he goes to Brands Hatch. The attention's on him in many ways, leading the championship now by 19 points from Shane Byrne, which is quite a big gap yeah. early on in the season. Um, at the same time, we've, we've got uh, MotoGP goes on to Texas. And, of course, World Superbikes this weekend in Motorland, Aragon. So there's all sorts going on. Yeah, good weekend. It's uh, kind of a triple header for all uh, motorcycle racing fans. We'll be down at Brands, hopefully, with a, with a bit of decent weather. Uh, it's beautiful in Yorkshire just at the minute, so uh, if we can drag a bit of that down there come the weekend, that'll be good. Um, yeah, looking forward to it. Brands actually is, um, it's, if not the shortest, it's one of the shortest. I think it's between Brands actually Indy and Knock Hill as to which is the actual shortest on the BSB calendar. I actually think it's Knock Hill. But anyway, um, it's one of the shortest. It's absolutely mental. You don't get any rest. You don't even get chance to really release your grip on the handlebars at any point in a lap. There's lots of laps to make up the distance for a race. It's completely manic from the red light going out to the checkered flag. And I kind of like it. Some people say that superbikes have kind of outgrown uh, Brands Indy. I think not. I think it's reasonably safe. And I think the people who go and watch it, it's almost like watching a gladiatorial kind of scrap, you know, when... Uh, going back to sort of Coliseum days because they come past that often they're into the back markers that quick there's always something happening on the track and from if you sit high up in the grandstand on the yeah, yeah. you can see every single yard of every single lap so I quite like it I think the punters like it and um, I'll be looking forward to that Aragon is an absolutely brilliant circuit it's brilliant to watch it's in a lovely part of the world albeit a little bit sort of rural there's not a lot near it when you go yes, out and it's in the middle there. of nowhere yeah yeah, that, yeah, it's in the middle of nowhere, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, it's a brilliant circuit, great to ride, and uh, it generally gives uh, gives good racing. Long, long, long back straight, a little bit of slick streaming involved, which there isn't a lot of circuits for Superbike. And Texas is, uh, yeah, I mean, technically um, the most involved circuit I've seen. I've not ridden round it, but, God, it's, a, it's, a, it's an involved lap, is that? It's uh, lots of things happening. doesn't look like it's easy, but... Um, circuit to get your bikes out for uh, but so yeah brilliant weekend um, the, any bike fans sat at home watching tv you're not going to know where to look here no although actually you know what while we were talking i've just been checking the dates and i've realized texas <laughs> isn't this weekend but it's the one after so at least we've no, got you know what I thought, <laughs> even when i was saying it, i thought it can't be this weekend i don't think it's <laughs> i was weekend. wondering as well and then I, I didn't want to interrupt you so i was just checking that anyway at least we've got some some time to recover but we still got a uh, superbike saturday superbike sunday on eurosport and the eurosport player what about having freddie spencer with us then in commentary i think that's going to be interesting to hear what freddie's got to say about everything yeah, it is. I mean, Freddie predominantly was a, a two-stroke uh, 500 man. That's what he's known for because yeah. that's what he's won his world championship. I'm 250 world champion and, and 500 world champion twice. In the same year um, as well. Correct. But let's not forget, he started off on what was embryonic at the time, superbikes. He started off on bikes that, I mean, they were big lumps. 
Um, yeah. You know, he, he, I think the one the one he raced a lot were based on a CB900F, a big old, um, well, you, you, I don't know what you'd call it now, lovely thing, but and of the time, but a big old flipping uh, lump of metal was a, a was a CB900. <laughs> he rode those. He's he's won at he's won at Daytona. He's you know, there's no there's no you can't get away from Freddie's credentials and the kid likes to talk so oh he does i think you'll be all right <laughs> yeah i think he will uh, just very quickly then bradley ray goes into bsb big championship lead i suppose he's just got to take each race as it comes as near there's still a really long way to go remember last year shaky burn didn't even race at donnington and still ended up winning the championship yeah i don't think brad's got to be thinking about championship i think he's just got to be thinking about getting a bike that he can ride like he did at donnington down at brands arch and if he can do that it'll be somewhere near it's a long long championship it's, the showdown format, um, you know, means that you're not even thinking about the championship till almost the last, let's say, four or five rounds. You know, the last three are the showdown, and you need yeah. to be somewhere near the, a couple of rounds before that. Until then, he's not going to be thinking about championship. He's just going to be, uh, I would have thought, basking in the uh, in the glory of what he managed to do at Donington. And any predictions? Shaky bounces back, maybe. Um, I think you've got to get your main man up there. I don't think you can, uh, you, you can't ever discount Shaky, especially at Brands. Brooks tends to like Brands that. He's had some really good runs there. Um, Leon isn't bad anywhere. I think his bike is going to suit the place. It's about him getting a tyre he's happy with and just not having any bad luck, I think, for, for Leon. Look out for Luke Mossy. He seems to like that place as well. Um, and all, you know, but... The beauty of BSB is you can't really have any predictions. No, no, no. It's just it's impossible to call. And it's interesting because I spoke with Chaz Davis the other day about World Supers, and he reckons it's not a given that Ducati's just going to go to Aragon and run away with it like they've done in the last few years. He reckons that's going to be pretty open as well. Yeah, well, I mean, we, we're still in, in World Super, right? We're still seeing the settling out of these regulation changes. I don't think we've got enough kind of data on different kinds of circuit and different conditions to to, to come up with a a definitive uh, mm. idea as to whether they've had the desired effect. I think they have. I honestly think we've got a championship that's going to be a lot more equal everywhere we go and give different winners. Um, so I don't think going into it, going to Aragon, which is a completely different nature to any of the circuits we've been to so far, um, I think. so I think he's right. I think we're not going to know. And it's after this weekend for the first time this year, isn't it, that we actually do get possibly some changes in those rev limits. Do they go up by 250? Do they go down? Uh, that'll happen after this weekend. So that's going to be interesting to see what they do there. Yeah, it is. I mean, we had what we had three Ducati wins and one, one Kawasaki. Kawasaki. So I don't know how yeah. that's going to um, I don't know how that's going to work out uh, with these um, points wise. You know that the limiting or helping points. I don't quite know how that's going to work out if anybody if any there, there is a case where nothing might happen it might stay as it is so it, th- those are only really for if anybody's completely dominating which we haven't, we haven't really seen that we saw Melanda just about dominate at Phillip Island but he didn't run away with it he didn't win by much um, so whether those limiting rules are going to kick in uh, or not I don't know well, it's going to be great. We will look forward to that. Live coverage then on Eurosport and the Eurosport player across the weekend. Brands Hatch BSB, Motorland Aragon, World Superbikes. There's a lot to look forward to. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.